Hi, I'm Julie, and you are gifted and talented and supernaturally talented. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Less Punk. Welcome to The Julie Show, where I give advice and general awesomeness. Okay, um, okay. so today, the title of this uh, podcast is called You, Listener, Person Who Is Listening. You're gifted, you're talented, and you're supernaturally talented. Okay, stick with me. I will explain. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I'll start. I'll do all the housekeeping stuff at the end of this episode as far as like how things are going for me. I'm going to start with the awesomeness that is uh, explaining to you, listener, you are gifted and talented, supernaturally gifted and talented. Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> okay, um, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. I live in Oakland. It's a wonderful city. Oakland is has so much heart and soul. It's an amazing city. Okay, they made a movie about it called Moneyball starring Brad Pitt. Okay, so here's what happened. Here's what sparked this, the inspiration for this episode. Um, okay, so I got back. Oh, oh, right, right, right. So I'm an indie filmmaker uh i said that i have a feature film it's super funny it's available on my website uh you can join my email list and or just email me and if you uh, to get the opportunity to watch it called geekless funk okay so um but i've been doing the indie filmmaking thing in the bay area and then finally (laughs) finally at the ripe age of 40 years old that's my age i finally visited los angeles First of all, uh, I just want to say a trip to Los Angeles from Oakland or San Francisco is super cheap. It it just it 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 does not cost a lot of money. Airplane doesn't cost. Uh, I was in. I stayed for two nights at a de- a pretty decent like I think it was a three star hotel because I do I do want a front door because I'm a woman. I want to stay safe. Okay, or I mean I guess everyone wants to stay safe, not just women. Okay, all right, but. So I got back from Los Angeles, and I knew on a scale of one to ten, I'd have fun, right? I'd say like a ten. I knew I I, I knew I'd have a nine point five or something like that. I knew I was gonna have fun, but y'all, <laughs> oh my gosh! If I could rate how much fun I had, I'd give it a a rating of five billion. I had so much fun, and um, there's so many different reasons why I had so much fun. But okay, I went and saw my favorite cover band called Evan and Zane. And they put on such a great show. And then I, it just so happens that I, uh, for any new listeners, I happen to be LGBTQ. I lean heavily towards women. Uh, yeah, but I have, so watching Evan sing live uh, completely blew my mind. <laughs> and she looked at me for five seconds. That completely blew my mind. Oh, man, what a woman. Okay, so I came back. Literally, I, I came back, and I c- couldn't believe how much fun I had. I also met two new friends who were, like, amazing. I met them in line. Uh, we were waiting to get into the Evan and Zane concert. Um, also, I saw Zane get out of his car. That was funny. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, I randomly saw Zane pull up and, and get in, uh, go to the venue. Okay, anyway. So, uh, uh, so anyway, I met two new friends and we've been like group texting and they're super awesome. And 
super cool. So I just I just had so much fun. Uh, it was it was bananas awesome. Okay, so as soon as I got back, I was only there like I said two nights. Okay, but oh my gosh, I had a blast. So I get back, and um, I immediately record a video. I gotta tell you, perhaps the video oh, and I put it on YouTube. Perhaps the video was passionate. <laughs> perhaps the video was enthusiastic. I got two positive comments from it. I haven't checked my YouTube channel in a while because uh, I've been, you know, yeah, I just, I just haven't. But anyway, uh, I, I made a, I made a YouTube video about how much fun I had. Perhaps it was enthusiastic. Perhaps it was passionate. But uh, y'all had fun. <laughs> okay, I got two positive comments about the video, and I was like, "Phew, awesome! It's official." Uh, back in the, the fall of 2022, um, I was processing not the ending of a friendship, but, but the pausing of a friendship. I put the, I put the friendship on pause. Um, but I was processing that because I'd been friend, I'd been friends with her for like 10 years. And I gotta say, I think everyone processed the global pandemic differently. And I think, I think she, for whatever, whatever reason, and I totally forgive her, but she leaned into her negative side, her mean side, basically. So anyway, I anyway, whatever. So I I just knew I had to uh, take a break from her, right? Okay. Uh, but anyway, I, I did some videos on celebrity crushes, blah, blah, blah. Really, I was just processing, like, the ending of a friendship. Um, but I just want to say it's official. I only have one celebrity crush. Just one. <laughs> And I made that clear in the YouTube video. And, uh, yeah, perhaps the YouTube video was enthusiastic. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Okay, I'll give you a hint who it, was, who it is. It's, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, you know who it is. Okay, you can just go to my YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. It's at juliethefilmmaker.com. Okay. No, 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 just at juliethefilmmaker. That's the handle on YouTube. Okay. Uh, okay, but what sparked this episode is that uh, someone someone very kind, uh, I, could, I could see the wheels turning in his head, and I could see him processing. Anyway, he left a comment. There's a, a person who left a comment, and then he deleted the comment. Uh, but what happens is uh, the comments get sent to my email, and I think that's just something YouTube does automatically. So I did see the comment. And this guy has commented before and he said pretty positive stuff. Um, and so to his credit, he deleted it. It wasn't mean at all, but uh, you know what I'm saying? But he did delete it. But he used the term supernatural. And I want to touch on that because uh, I did make a very enthusiastic YouTube video about, you know, having a great time watching Evan and Zane, the concert, right? So I was giving a lot of praise to to, to Evan uh, as a singer and whatnot. <laughs> and of course, Zane. Uh, but I want to make it clear to anyone listening to this, uh, and in my heart of hearts, I really believe this. It's like, if you're listening to this, uh, anyone listening, <laughs> that... You are the Jimi Hendrix, the Judy Garland, the uh, the Bruce Lee. Like, take your pick. But you're you're the 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 if we're talking science, the Albert Einstein. But you're super. You are supernaturally talented 
at something. <laughs> so perhaps I gush and I am going to make like, um, I'm a little busy, but my goal this year is to make 52 YouTube videos, right? So one for every week. So I'm definitely going to make a YouTube video addressing this as well. Cause that's where I got the comment, but I, I, I perhaps I was gushing <laughs> over my celebrity crush, but I got to tell you in my heart of hearts, I really do believe that everyone on planet earth is supernaturally talented at something. <laughs> and I want to make that clear. So, um, allow me dear listener to gush over you. Okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> uh, let me, let me explain further. Okay. I'm going to prove it to you. One, I believe that we all have a calling or a mission and it's, it, you know, it's up to us what that is. Um, uh, so, uh, for some of us, it could be being a teacher. Oh, shout out to Abbott elementary. Oh my gosh. Did the world, re- the world really needed the sitcom Abbott elementary. That is my happy place. That is, I mean, we really needed a really good sitcom and Abbott elementary is like on par with, I already know it's going to be considered, it's going to go down in history as one of the, like, you watch the first episode and you're like, that's it. That's a class, classic sitcom. Like, it's going to, it's as good as Friends. It's as good as The Office. Anyway, so Abbott Elementary, great, great, great show. And we really needed a good show, you know what I'm saying, after we all just got through a global pandemic. Okay. But... I believe that everyone has a calling or a mission. And so um, so for some people, it could be, for me, it's making movies. It could be singing. It could be dancing. It could be, but it could be being a social worker. It could be starting a, a nonprofit. Like uh, it could be completely eradicating poverty, you know, like it's, um, everyone has a mission, right? So everyone has a calling. I think that's true for everybody. And I really, in my heart of hearts, believe that. So, um, I'll give an example that I actually, I think my brother-in-law would make really good movies. So, um, I'm down to produce something one day where he directs, you know, but okay. So that's, that's neither here nor there. But what I do want to say is I know my brother-in-law, he has two daughters, my little nieces, they're adorable. My brother-in-law is definitely the Jimi Hendrix of fatherhood and the Jimi Hendrix of, of, uh, of being a good husband. He's, he also plays guitar, (laughs) but, um, and I'll give you an example of that. My brother-in-law is the, the Jimi Hendrix of, uh, fatherhood. Um, one of my little nieces, she's about, she was seven years old at the time. She's now eight, but she, she's very passionate if you will but she accidentally dropped they're walking along um some water she she accidentally dropped her wallet into the water she's a little kid she starts crying because you know so he takes his shirt off he dives into the water um gets her wallet out uh finds the wallet gets out of the water and hands it to her and that's just a teeny tiny example of what a great father he is um, and another situation, I was going to go to a marketing conference in Northern California and I invited my brother-in-law you should come, you should check it out. I, I think my brother-in-law should write a book too, but, 
And he, so my brother-in-law, he says, oh, I totally would go to that marketing conference as far as the the dates that it was going to happen. This was pre-pandemic. And um, so it was live in person. He's like, you know what? I totally go to that. It's just um, my my eldest niece, she's 11 at the time. She would have been 9 or 10. But my brother-in-law says, I would totally go to that marketing conference with you. But my daughter has a dance recital and she's been practicing for like months and months. So I just, I couldn't miss her dance recital. And uh, yeah, my brother-in-law is the Jimi Hendrix of father. And those are just two examples. Um, uh, Yeah, my joke is my my nieces are not going to have daddy issues. (laughs) Not at all. They've got a good dad and they have a good mom too. My my sister is the Jimi Hendrix of motherhood. So uh, the other thing that um, my... Uh, I forgot, uh, I forgot, oh, yeah, the other thing was even just little stuff, like, uh, we went to a restaurant, I went, when I went to Colorado, we went to a restaurant, and, uh, they had a, they had a, a pool hall upstairs, and in the pool hall, um, they actually had free pool, and it was a really nice pool hall, so we're playing pool, you know, with the, the stick and the, the white ball hits the, the colored balls and, you know, uh, billiards, you know. So we're playing pool, billiards, if you will. And my niece is eight and my other niece is 11. So um, they, they're not quite tall enough, I guess, to play pool well, so to speak. But they were doing a good job. But, you know, these were like adult pool tables, billiards tables. So they're doing their best, you know. Uh, but my my brother in law was just very sweetly just teaching them how to play pool, and it was just very sweet. So anyway, that's just an example of someone who that's an example of someone's mission, someone's calling. Okay, because I want to touch on that. That I really, really believe in my heart of hearts that um, everyone is uh, the the Jimi Hendrix of something. You know, like he was a good guitar player. Uh, or the Albert Einstein, if you will. And I'm going to cite some books because y'all know I'm always going to cite some books. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. So the second, so the first thing is I think everybody has a calling and a mission. Um, everybody. So if I listen to Judy Garland, who I adore, or if I watch Judy Garland movies, which I do uh, all the time, <laughs> uh I don't feel jealous. I, can I sing like Judy Garland? No. I can sing okay, but like Judy Garland? No, 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 no. All, you know. But when, when I listen to Judy Garland sing, um, I don't feel jealous. I feel inspired. Like, holy moly. Or when I see her act in any movie, I just watched her in, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Spencer Tracy. I don't want to get it wrong because it's such an important movie. I think it's Trial at Nuremberg. Yeah, there it is. Trial at Nuremberg, made in 1961, starring uh, Spencer Tracy. And Judy Garland's in it. And she's um, she's great, you know. Um, uh, oh, Marlene, Marlene Dietrich's in it. Wow, Montgomery Cliff. Anyway, anyway. But yeah, Judy Garland was in uh, Judgment at Nuremberg. Uh, she's great in that. Anyway, anytime I watch Judy Garland in anything, Meet Me in St. Louis, I watch that at least twice a year. Um, I just feel inspired. I feel inspired because she was just so good. You know what I mean? And oh, 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 and 
when people would, uh, I, I listened to a lot of commentaries, uh, directors talking about working with Judy, and she wasn't, you know, as a human being, she wasn't perfect, but, but the, it's still like when directors talked about um, working with her, they would use terms like she was supernaturally talented, which she was, because uh, I love watching her, um, watching her in movies, and I want to make a video about her too. Um, she's just so freaking talented. Um, anyway, so, uh, but, but yeah, and, uh, anyway, I, I think we're all supernaturally talented <laughs> at something, at something, all of us, I, I, I really believe that in my heart of hearts, okay, so the first thing is we all have a calling and a mission, and it's up to us to figure out what that is, so to speak, it's definitely to amplify love, um, in my opinion, and empathy, but also just excuse me, figuring out what our vocations are. Okay. So, but the second thing I want to say, and now it's gotten, it's time for me to cite the first book. Y'all know I love books. All right. So the second thing is your calling and your mission requires a daily practice. Okay. And now I'm going to cite a book. Uh, There's an author I really like, Seth Godin. He writes really good books. He designs really good books too. (laughs) But uh, there's a book called The Practice He Wrote, Shipping Creative Work. And it's really about, um, it's along the lines of like Stephen Pressfield who wrote, uh, well, I love all Stephen Pressfield books, but Stephen Pressfield wrote, he wrote a book called Do the Work. But um, yeah, the book Seth Godin, that it's called The Practice, Shipping Creative Work. But it's all about doing your daily practice. So so for sure, we all get a calling and a mission and I think I think we're all supernaturally talented. I really believe that. Can I sing like Judy Garland? No. <laughs> so uh, we might not all be supernaturally talented at singing, but but <laughs> but but for me, the thing I want to be really good at, and I th- I feel like I'm pretty good at it. But uh, I guess that's me being confident. But I am I'm, I'm encouraging every human being on planet Earth to be confident and to love yourself and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, my calling and mission, I want to be really, really good at writing. That's what I really care about. Um, also filmmaking, but filmmaking so technical and so expensive that in my opinion, you gotta have, when you do it on with you, when you do it with such little money that I do it with, you gotta have a sense of humor. You just do, you can't make inception (laughs) with no money. Uh, that's a Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan's a genius. You can't make inception without a crap load of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you t- at the level that I make movies, uh, as far as budget level right now, like you got, you have to roll with the punches because like the money ain't there. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But okay. So, but so I know with the but the writing, you know, there's there's free screenwriting software. Um, I use Final draft because that's the industry standard and it is really amazing it, 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 uh, I love it I've been using it for a year or two and it, it is the best it's a thousand percent the best final draft um, but for anyone out there who's on a budget I think it costs about $200 but it is the best though it is absolutely fantastic and amazing but for anyone out there who's on a budget there's free writing software screenwriting software so uh, so it doesn't have to cost a lot to, to, to write screenplays. Okay. But yeah, the daily practice is that, um, you're working on your craft like every day. 
um, whatever, whatever your calling and mission is. So you, if it's singing, I honestly, I don't know what singers do. <laughs> I think they do vocal exercises and they make sure they're taking good care of their, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a professional singer, but I think they're making sure they're taking care of their voices and they're drinking tea, I guess, warm tea, good for their voices, stuff like that. Okay, but yeah, for writing, or for me, it's doing something daily. I mix it up. Sometimes I have to mix it up. But uh, like today, I'm doing the podcast, right? But um, And that's, in a way, it's marketing, right? But um, but yeah, a daily practice is making sure you're working on your mission every day. So it could be, um, since I'm an indie filmmaker, it could be that I'm writing a couple of pages of a script every day. Or I'm... Uh, learning more about film marketing every day or stuff like that um it's it's a daily practice of following your calling following your mission the biggest life hack i found was meditation so when i get home from work and my work is not super creative so when i get i mean i like my day job but it's it's not very creative so when i get home from work I will meditate for 10 minutes and and only just 10 minutes and 10 minutes lets my brain decompress and switch back over to like um doing creative stuff. So I meditate for 10 minutes and then I'm ready to go as far as like then I'll do like an hour of either screenwriting uh today it's the podcast um that I'm doing right now. So but uh, yeah, it's a daily practice of always doing something to, 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 to move my dreams forward, my calling as an indie filmmaker. So, um, but yeah, I think you need a daily practice um, as far as following your mission and your calling. And the daily practice is how you get good at it, right? So I shot a short film for my family for fun, but I, but also I got to a practice practical effects because I'm going to be doing practical effects for the feature this year that I'll be doing. And so, so I got to practice practical effects. I had a blast making the movie. Our shooting time was wait for it. 20 minutes. <laughs> we were losing light. We we were, I think we waited to, we were waiting for my brother-in-law to get home. So we shot the whole thing in about 20 minutes, but anyway, um, I was able to edit it together pretty quickly because I've been, I've been doing filmmaking for so long. Right. So, um, but that is to say the more you do it, uh, to me, I feel like the better you get at it. Right. So if you practice guitar, you get back, you'll, you'll, you'll get better at it. Um, that kind of thing. So the, the more you do it, the better you get. So that's why you want the daily practice. And like, for me, like, Anytime I'm doing anything to do with indie filmmaking, what have you, like, I feel ecstatic. Like, I'm I'm happy. Like, I feel like I'm doing, my heart and soul feels like it's completely alive, you know? So, uh, it's just, it brings so much joy and awesomeness to my life. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 the minute, I, I you know, and I, I've, I, I cite Stephen Presswood a lot, <laughs> but... The War of Art, like totally. I'm also reading Gates of Fire. That's his fictional. Uh, he has a lot of great fiction too. The Knowledge, that's a fictional book of his that's really good. I read The Knowledge. Now 
I'm reading Gates of Fire. It's amazing. So he writes really good fiction books too. Um, I finally played golf, so I, I need to read The Legend of Bagger Vance. That's one of his other books. That was his big hit. That's the That was his first big hit. Okay. But, um, yeah, just, uh, but, yeah, have a daily practice. And uh, to me, it just brings so much joy to me to work on my dreams, like, on a daily basis. Okay. So, number one, uh, you're gifted, you're talented, you're supernaturally talented. One, you have a calling and a mission. Two, uh, you, you, I really encourage you to work on your calling and your mission on a daily basis uh, to, to help you just feel more alive and, and you get better at it. Okay. The third thing I want to say, I quoted one book. I totally recommend. I recommend all Seth Godin books. They're so freaking good. Uh, but also it's uh, about about working on your daily practice. His book, the it's called The Practice, Shipping Creative Work. It's a great book by Seth Godin. I totally recommend it. I have it here. It's highlighted. It's circled, check mark. I, you know, I, I, I definitely write and highlight in my books for sure. Okay, so but book number two, uh, book number two, and this is number three. Okay, so the third step or advice or what have you is I'm going to say not yet. <laughs> That's a really cool phrase. So, uh, but it's from a book called Mindset, and it's The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to fulfill our potential. Um, and she gives examples like parenting, business, school, relationships. Her name is Carol S. Dweck, uh, and she has a PhD. Um, but yeah, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And the, the she does a really good TED Talk, um, or maybe it's a Google Talk, but you know, you can look her up. And she says, not yet. What that means is... Um, I love it. Okay. So let's say you're, you're trying to, she uses, she uses a lot of academic examples, which is great. So let's say you're, you're taking a trigonometry class. I took one in high school and you're not quite getting the math problem right. You're like, oh, you're working it. You're working it. And she said, uh, in her Ted talk, she talks about how rather than saying F you got it wrong. Instead, she, they did a study where they had the, the teacher say, not yet, um, as in you don't quite got it yet as far as figuring out the mathematical uh, problem, that kind of thing. So for me, hey, I, I mean, you can always decide what your definition of quote unquote success is, but I, you know, uh, I want, hey, I want a movie studio. <laughs> I want to own a movie studio, a small movie studio. Oh, in LA, I got to uh, walk by Paramount Studios, pictures, Paramount Pictures, because it was really close to my hotel. Randomly, like it just, it just happened to be really close to my hotel. It was so cool. I went, I, 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 I just walked by it for free. <laughs> I didn't take the tour. I'm sure the tour is great. Um, okay, but okay. Staying on task. Yeah, like I totally want to own my own small movie studio. Uh, uh, and make sure it's all good vibes and it be successful and all that kind of stuff. Like totally Tyler Perry has his own movie studio in, um, Atlanta. He seems cool. <laughs> Walt Disney had a movie studio. He's cool. I, I, I visited, well, I guess I visited two movie studios in LA. 
I went to the original building that housed uh, Walt Disney's first studio, and it's a skateboard shop now and a, a place where you can get paper copies made, like a notary republic. Um, and it's and what was cool about that is it was a pretty humble building. Like, it was a nice building for sure, but it wasn't, like, super big or anything like that. So I was like, man, so walking around the skate shop or the, the copy place, it's like, walking around when when Walt Disney first started before he made it right and anyway so I guess I did visit two movie studios <laughs> when I was in LA but okay so yeah that's my that's my dream is a successful movie studio uh, I, uh yeah but okay but that's just me whatever but okay um yeah but as far as like your dreams coming true whatever those are I would have to say Maybe they haven't come true, but my friend, they haven't come true yet. Not yet. You're going to get there. <laughs> so um, I want to encourage that to you. And I, 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 I also want to say is like, um, I don't, I don't think overall, I don't think jealousy is like the greatest thing ever, but I, I that's the thing. I think like there's anyone who I'm going to use Judy Garland or even Bruce. Bruce Lee was such a talented filmmaker. He was a writer. He was a director. He was also an actor and um, he was good at acting. He was charismatic. So yeah, he could do the martial arts, of course. Yeah. Genius at martial arts. But I, I would also say he was really talented filmmaker anyway, but okay. Bruce Lee, or if we're talking Judy Garland, if you watch a Judy Garland Judy Garland movie and you're jealous of her, my friend, you are missing the point of Judy Garland. <laughs> the point isn't to be jealous. The point is to be inspired. I mean, I feel completely inspired uh, when I watch a Judy Garland movie. She's so freaking holy crap talented. Okay. So, uh, the point is that we're all inspiring each other to, to, to do good in the world, to make good art, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because, because we're all, um, we're all good at something. (laughs) We're all good at something. And, and I really believe that, um, I, the other reason why I don't think jealousy is like the the most awesome emotion is because i'll just use indie filmmaking as an example but i think like if i don't think anyone's jealous of me but i think if anyone it were to be like quote unquote jealous of me being a filmmaker i think that's a little you know a little silly one because i think it's like if you've never done any kind of indie filmmaking you don't even know if it's worth being jealous about <laughs> that is to say i encourage anyone out there to try filmmaking because you might hate it <laughs> uh filmmaking is a pain in the ass <laughs> i love it i love it with all my heart but it can be a pain in the ass also, I only do like three takes a shot, like if that, but at least three takes, maybe I'll do five. Like if there's like a sound issue, like if a dog barks in the background and we just got to make sure we, we got, you know, a decent sound thing. But, but I think the other thing about not, not, you know, being jealous is because you don't even know if it's worth something to be jealous about. So I've had 
uh, enough acquaintances or friends where we've done like actual filmmaking. Like what I did with my, there was no lighting. Like what I did with my family this this over the Christmas break was super casual and lots of fun, and there was no lighting set up or anything like that. But still, I I still think we made a really good movie. Uh, the I sent them the first part, and they all really liked it. So I thought it was pretty good. But um, yeah, but I I've done short films where I, I, I there is lighting. I am setting up lights or. Or my 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 dear friend and cinematographer Alicia, she's setting up lights. So if I do a short film or a feature film where I'm like actually like taking it quote unquote seriously, like yeah, I'm setting up lights and there's like a shot list and blah blah, blah whatever, and there's storyboards and stuff like that. So if I'm doing it like legit legit, like um, even if it's micro budget, but if I'm doing it legit legit, when I've done that with some friends like or acquaintances, like they hate the filmmaking process. <laughs> Because it's very technical, and to and to quote George Lucas, like he said it in industrial. There's a there's a really great series on industrial light and magic, which is a special effects house. It's the special effects house, really. It's I would say it's pretty much number one in the business. But anyway, there's a really good if you're into that. I I had a good time watching the uh, documentary series on Disney plus on industrial light and magic, but it's about a special effects house. Where, where was I? Oh, but in that series, you can see George Lucas saying like filmmaking is so technical. And I was like, yeah, like it, it, it's so, 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 so technical. Um, so technical. The fun part I think is watching a movie. Although, uh, although I love, I personally love making movies. I have a blast, but but yeah, that is, so let's say for some reason someone's jealous of me being a filmmaker, but they've never made a movie. I was like, you should totally make a movie and see what a pain in the ass it can be. <laughs> you might make a film and completely hate the process. So it's like you're, you're, you're being jealous of someone. You don't even know if it's worth being jealous of them, you know. So I definitely think try different uh, hobbies, different vocations, different things because try different things because... Uh, try it before you are jealous of it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, I have a guitar. I love playing guitar. Like, it's super fun. Uh, I'm more of a rhythm guitar person. Although, it is fun to, like, <clears throat> play a solo and that kind of thing. But I play guitar purely for fun. Like, it's for joy. I guess I've definitely written a bunch of songs. So, maybe one day I'll release like an album for fun, you know, which is pretty easy to do these days, like on Spotify or whatever. But, um, or, but so, yeah, but, but still like it's for fun. I is what I would say. Um, I'm not trying to be like Jimi Hendrix or something like that, who, who was a genius, a guitar genius. So, but, but, um, so yeah, trying different hobbies and, and different things just because it's fun to do those things. Like every, I, I encourage everyone to do that. And through doing that, that might be how you find out what your mission and your calling is. Because actually I came to California as a musician. And then I joined this like filmmaking group for fun. And then I completely loved it. And that's how, that's when I knew my calling was more indie filmmaking. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, so so that is to say, um, if you're listening, in my heart of hearts, I really believe this. You're gifted, you're talented, you're supernaturally gifted and talented. 
you have a calling and a mission one two it's up to, it's up to you to 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 have a daily practice where you work on your calling and your mission every day three i would have to say uh read the book mindset uh by carol s dweck uh how you can learn to fulfill your potential but it uh it's all about changing your mindset she talks about a fixed mindset and a growth mindset excuse me and the growth mindset is all about like um anybody give or take can be good at anything with the right coaching uh let's say let's say you want to be good at tennis Ideally, you get someone who, who who knows a lot about tennis, right? And they coach you. They help you with your tennis stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I've never played tennis. But um, but they help you with, like, hitting the ball with the stick thingy. <laughs> racket. I think it's got a racket. But anyway, tennis racket. Okay. But you get a coach who te- basically teaches you technique, right? You want to know technique. But... But with the growth mindset, understanding, well, okay, perhaps you haven't quite learned how to do all of the things tennis-wise, but you would use the phrase, not yet. I haven't gotten there yet, if that's your calling, you know, tennis or what have you. So, um, yeah, so it's all about, anyway, so yeah, having a daily routine. And then three, having a growth mindset, knowing that you have it in you to learn, to grow, and to 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 learn how to uh, work on your craft and be better at your craft, whatever that is for you. Um, okay. So, uh, yes, again, uh, (laughs) you're gifted and talented. Uh, you have a calling and a mission. You should work on it every day, have a daily practice and have a growth mindset on becoming, uh, really great at what your calling and mission is. So in conclusion, you are super naturally talented And I believe that in my heart of hearts, dear listener. Okay. (laughs) And then, and now I gotta, I gotta make a YouTube video about it too. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to do like a little bit of, um, housekeeping things. Um, just, uh, catch up stuff with me. Okay. Quickly. Yeah. I was wrapping up 2022, um, I'm 2023 has been amazing so far. So 2022, um, briefly, I did a little post on Facebook where I just explained how I went to a church where it wasn't good for me. Um, the mental health wise, it wasn't a good fit for me. And I met a woman who hustled money out of me basically, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I talked about that. I made it, I kept the church anonymous. I kept the lady anonymous. I made a post on that on Facebook. The lead minister guy, he reached out to me, like overall, he's a nice guy. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, but my, uh, but I, unfortunately I did. Anyway, I talked about some, the weird lady. I talked about the weird things, her weird behavior. She had weird behavior towards me. Um, and I brought that up with two of the leaders of the church, but all three of them are heterosexual and, uh, yeah, unfortunately they engaged or said things that were homophobic, that kind of thing. Um, one of my friends, but anyway, I talked about all this in a Facebook post. I kept everybody anonymous. Um, and I just wanted to clear the air. Um, and then I just wanted also to let people know why I had to move on from this 
horrible church. I'm sorry. But there are nice people who go to the church, but it's a horrible place. Okay, for me. It's not a good fit for me, um, whatever. But it's good for a certain kind of person, like whatever. It's basically, it's basically a recovery church from people who grew up conservative Christian, which I did not grow up conservative Christian. So whatever. Also, I'm LGBTQ, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And you can Google and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so um, the only the, the latest thing is just that one of my friends who's older and really smart, she wants me to report this church possibly to the police because of how this, yeah, the woman, the, the weird woman got like $900 out of me, but she wanted $2,100. Basically, she hustled me and it was like sort of like a cleaning thing, but not really. It was just a hustle. Um, and yeah, so my friend wants me to report this to the police cause he, uh, but, 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 but it's not like an, emer- uh, is, she, she, she said there's a non-emergency line because she, she doesn't feel like she, she used the word quote unquote church because she doesn't feel like it's a safe space for LGBTQ people. And to be honest, I don't know if it is cause it was started by straight people. It was started by conservative Christians uh basically who are recovering from conservative christianity and i don't know if they understand the nuance of being lgbtq and to be honest with conservative christianity i don't know if they understand the always understand the nuance of just being a human being in general <laughs> um there's straight people who leave conservative christianity so anyway whatever so but sh- um so yeah, she wanted, she straight up, she said it twice. She's like, I think you should think about reporting this organization to the police. Um, so I'm going to pray about that. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm going to pray about it, you know. And she said, she's like, I know that can be a, a tough thing to do. Now, the lead minister guy, I just told him that this lady tried to take 2100 from me, which she did. Um, but I didn't give him all the, honestly, all the weird, creepy things she did. I was never in physical danger, but she was a weird, creepy lady. So, um, predatory. She was predatory. So, uh, oh, but, and, and this all happened two weeks after my dad died. So my therapist told me that your brain goes into shock when you're in trauma, which leaves you more susceptible to someone taking advantage of you, which is exactly what she did. Okay. I, I forgive her, blah, blah, blah. I want to move on. But anyway, so my friend who wants me to talk to the police or at least report the organization and they have a fuck ton of money <laughs> because they're always talking about how much money they have unless they lost money during the global pandemic. Okay. Um, but uh, so uh, at least the lead minister is being nice to me. So he he didn't know that. I just said she tried to get 2100 out of me. Uh, I put, I made a very general Facebook post, but, um, she actually did get 900, but she wanted 2,100, blah, blah, blah. And at the time I didn't have a lot of money. So I was giving it an installment. It's the whole situation sad. I made a long YouTube video about it for sure. Okay. But I did, I did reach the lead, the, the ministry guy offered to buy me coffee. That's $4. He offered to buy me a $4 coffee, but he didn't know. I was like, so I messaged him back because he is a nice guy and I do think he's trying, you know, he's, he's a cisgender straight white guy trying to figure and he he's not just that like he's a cons- he grew up conservative Christian and that's a tough gig. OK, so he's trying to he's going from conservative Christianity to progressive Christianity 
and that's a tough journey. So, and, and I can see he's genuinely on that journey. So I, I give him that. So I, I did message him cause he, I do think he's a good guy. I said, listen, dude, uh, my friend wants me to report this church to the police. So, um, uh, and then I said, let me give you more details. And I explained all the predatory, creepy, weird things that this weird lady did. And then, um, and then I said that I gave all these details to two leaders in this church who I considered friends and they brought up my sexual orientation, both of them. They blame the situation on me because my sexual orientation is pretty much gay. Um, and I never thought about it with what my friend brought up, but that's kind of maybe going into legal territory, right? Uh, anyway, but I told him everything is like she got $900. Her, her, she called, emailed, texted me from December 2020 to March 2021 trying to get more money out of me. Like, she's not a healthy person <laughs> she's not a healthy person so she's still i had to tell her in march you have to leave me alone and then i saw her at a party and whatever whatever i'm not going to talk about this all the time but I, anyway so i did email him and say listen one of my friends seriously wants me to report the the church to the police uh because i she she does yeah i don't know if it's a safe place for lgbtq people I, I'm, I'm just i just i just don't know so um anyway i did email him and tell him that i gave him all the details he messaged me back but i i haven't had a chance to read it because it's all kind of heavy and then i'm gonna go to la this weekend and and any anyway so i'll read it like in a week or two and then i gotta decide what i'm gonna do but just wanted to give that update that's almost done though <laughs> that's almost done and i don't ever have to worry about that horrible church ever again <laughs> okay uh yeah okay the last thing okay creative creative catch-up i want to let y'all know so i'm almost finished with the first draft of a script that i will be making a feature film uh this year i'm so excited about it uh it's going to be super entertaining it's going to be so much easier to market than my first movie but I still think my first movie is going to make money and make a profit and la la la. But I, I gotta, I feel like this second movie is going to bring people in because it's super entertaining. And then I can maybe sell the two movies. That's a package deal or whatever. I'll figure it out. But I'm super excited about the feature film I'll be making this year. And this time I know better, right? Because now I, I already made one feature film. Now I know like how to do it cheaper and less shooting days and just make it easier on myself. <laughs> so this is that's it's just super exciting it's super exciting and, and it's going to be so much fun there are going to be practical special effects it's just it's going to be a blast and the movie has a good message but it's not preachy at all it has good themes i pitched the whole movie to my cinematographer and my friend alicia and like she, she i had her on the edge of uh, edge of her seat when I was telling her the whole movie pitch and she's like, whoa, wow, whoa. And then when I told her the emotional moment of the movie, like she almost teared up. She's like, oh, wow. <laughs> so she's on board. She's totally on board with this movie. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I actually casted it. I casted it. I got the crew uh, together. Everyone's super excited. And now, and then I was like, oh crap. Now I got to write the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then 
my new my new awesome friends that I met in LA, I texted them today. I was like, hey, do you guys want to be in a scene? They're like, hell yeah. So I got them in a scene. So most of it's going to be shot in San Francisco or the Bay Area, but a little bit of it in Los Angeles. So it's just super exciting. Oh, and this weekend when I have dinner with two of my friends, I'm going to have dinner with two of my friends who live in LA. They're a couple. They're both actors. So I got an idea for them that um, see if they want to be in it. They're super cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, I haven't seen them in years. So it's going to be, it's just, uh, it's all coming together. It's really exciting. And I think, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a super amazing movie. So that's super exciting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at there. And I, I don't know, life is good. 20, 2023, I have a really good feeling about it. Uh, it's a really great year. Um, I don't know. Life is good, people. Life is good. So in conclusion, uh, in conclusion, people who are listening, oh yeah, and like I said, I am going to try to do 52 YouTube videos this year. So the way I'm going to, I'm going to do like, they call it batch shooting, but yeah, I'm going to do like four videos a month, right? So eventually I'll have some more YouTube videos coming uh, this month, you know, I've just been a little busy. Uh, working on the script for the feature film. Okay. So in conclusion, listener, if you're listening, oh, for that horrible church I went to, I'm sorry. Uh, there are really good people who go to that church. I just unfortunately had a horrible experience there. So, but there are good people who go to the church and then the leaders are trying their best, but the journey of, like I said, the journey of going from conservative Christianity to progressive Christianity, that's a tough journey, but I didn't, that's not a journey I had. I didn't even have to do that journey because I, I grew up in a more positive LGBTQ friendly church growing up. So I got lucky. I And I went to, I went to church in the eighties and nineties and it, the churches were LGBT. These are just country baptist churches like they don't they don't care what your sexual orientation is like they don't care okay anyway so i got lucky i got really lucky okay but okay so dear listener um here's the thing um you are gifted and talented you are supernaturally talented if you're listening you have a calling and mission uh you should have a daily practice to follow your calling and mission and you should have a growth mindset that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be really good at what you do. It just takes practice. So uh, for all of us listening, perhaps our dreams haven't quite come true yet, but they just haven't come true. Not yet. (laughs) Uh, Soon and very soon, all our dreams will come true. And hey, if you're working on your craft every day, uh, now that's the dream, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, so... All right, thank you so much for listening. Y'all are awesome. My name's Julie. I'm writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Plus Punk. It's super funny. It's a 90-minute film. It's amazing. You can go to my website, www.juliekerrstudios.com, K-E-R-R. Uh, join my email list. You immediately get access to a free mini course, um, Productive Creativity. I teach you how to uh, finish your creative projects faster. You can learn from my mistakes. Um yeah, you get a free mini course immediately. Uh, if you join my email list, you also get discounts to everything that I sell on my website. Also, you just send me an email. I will hook you up with a discount <laughs> with anything, my movie, all of it. So uh, yeah, please uh, join my email list. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. You're amazing. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. You are supernaturally talented. We all are. We all have access to the thing that makes everybody awesome. Love, joy, empathy, uh, God, the universe, whatever words you want to use, we all have access to it. So let's all, uh, let's all make good art, be awesome, be kind and loving to each other, and just keep, uh, keep being fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Julie. Y'all are awesome. Uh, uh, talk to y'all later. Bye.